Hello, dear listeners. Recently, I asked on my Instagram story of Selfishly Happy with Anne Blunt a question. What is your secret pleasure? And you answered. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I loved what you love from massage and skin-to-skin contact to even knitting and binge-watching. I suppose some consider secret pleasures as guilty pleasures, something you're not going to be giving up, but feel a bit embarrassment uh, to admit to others. Well, as you know, I'm here to tell you that there is no guilt in pleasure, whatever it looks like to you, providing that it doesn't harm anybody else. Pleasure is your birthright. And you've heard me saying that over and over and over again. And I will continue, I promise you, speaking about it and writing about it until the very end. And for me, as a tantric practitioner, I take sexual pleasure very seriously. Hashtag sex is serious. What I love the most in your responses was that there were very tantric pleasures dotted in your answers. For instance, there was a celebration of observing the female body, there was massage and body-to-body contact, and this is my favourite, taking a long time to have a foreplay. And by the way, all of those answers were from men. Oh, good on you. But there was also breast massage, which came from a woman, and I'll talk about that a little bit later. My name is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this very open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. So today, let's celebrate pleasure. But first, some housekeeping. Dear listeners, if you are on Stitcher, I'm reminding you that this will stop on 29th of August and it will be merged with its sister platform, Pandora. You can subscribe on other platforms too, but do please, please make sure not to miss any of the episode because of Stitcher going, you know, closed, up, down, whatever. Anyway, the other reminder is my free pleasure resource, the ebook called Pleasure is Your Birthright, Seven Holistic Sex Tools. And I would dearly invite you to download it from the show notes and get inspiration on what tantric pleasure might feel like to you. I have also opened a waiting list for the pleasure quest. There will be separate strands or quests for female bodies and male bodies because in tantra genitalia actually has different and opposed uh, opposite energy and magnetic poles so it's quite important to understand this. This is no reflection by any means of sexual identity or sexual preference. So have a look in the show notes and you will find the link there. So pleasure celebration. If I were the queen of pleasuredom in my queendom, somewhere wonderfully beautiful in a land of lushness and abundance, I'd make it a law that before you do anything else, First thing in the morning, there would need to be time for self-love, whatever that would look to you. A time when actually the clocks will stop and you give yourself a guilt-free gift of love, honouring your body, your temple, with all your senses, breathing into your pleasure, 
sounding out your pleasure. Move the energy, that pleasurable, juicy, delicious energy around your body, connecting your sex, love and consciousness. And only then you'd be allowed to get on with your day. Anyway, that's my fantasy of being the queen of pleasure dawn. Yeah, well, unfortunately, there's so much conditioning in the real world, in these kingdoms of the world, that, um, well, especially in the Protestant work ethic countries, and I do link it to religion for sure, pleasure must be kept secret. And, well, Catholic as well, I suppose, it's even worse. Oh my goodness, don't get me started on that. But yes, it's something you have. Pleasure is... um Something like play that you can only have after work and they should not mix. There is never any gain without pain. You must suffer first. And if you manage to enjoy, there's going to be tears for sure after too much joy. So as you can see, even without going into sex as such, pleasure has so much negative conditioning attached to it. Pleasure is not to be aimed for and not to be definitely not to be enjoyed for. It's egocentric and hedonistic to be pleasure-seeking. Well, what can I say? We're all familiar with the mythological story of Narcissus who fell in love with his own reflection. Seeking pleasure only can, of course, be narcissistic if it's just for that kind of navel-gazing. But as a human race, don't you think we've suffered already enough? Is it, you know, if if there is a maximum measure of suffering and pain, surely by now that will be full to the brim. No more. You know, no more suffering. Thank you very much. No more pain. And I do strongly believe that pleasure, positive and happy people don't start wars and become aggressive. So here we go. There is a vacuum on pleasure. You know, there's basically no, if the measurement for pleasure is at, as, um, it's at its minimum, if there was such a thing. (laughs) We don't allow ourselves or others to have pleasure, basically. That's what I'm saying. You know, there is space to have more pleasure, for sure. There is that, yeah, there's so much opportunity to have more pleasure. It's at least to be kept secret and we need to be guilty or embarrassed about it. I'd say no. F that. So, I celebrate you, my dear listeners, so much for embracing your pleasure and sharing openly with me and others what your pleasures are on that Instagram story replies. So because you are, you know, and I do believe this, you're very wise, extremely wise to give yourself permission to feel pleasure. And there's actually a lot of science behind these secret pleasures. Maybe we should scrap the word secret. There is a lot of science behind pleasure. Let's take that knitting, for example. Because you use two hands to knit, it relaxes your thinking mind, that prefrontal cortex, stimulating higher level thinking and activating your limbic system, thus helping the emotional processing, basically. And and the scientific name for this is bilateral stimulation, BLS. What a great old wisdom hack for relaxing, you know, knitting. And now it's actually backed up by science. I'd love to take up knitting again, but it's too hot. It's too bloody hot to even think about wool in my hands in Andalusia at the moment in Spain when it's over 40 degrees Celsius. Oh, 
no no knitting for now for me. But yes, uh, BLS, bilateral stimulation, can be achieved when the stimulus is on both sides of the body, same time, for instance, when you hug yourself and pat yourself on shoulders. BLS is very helpful in trauma healing and decoupling emotional stress from traumatic memories. So, what about that body-to-body contact? There are many happy hormones being released. Think of endorphins, dopamine and oxytocin, the love hormones. There is more connection and more intimacy for sure. And if you're single or doing a solo sexual play, your own loving touch will have the same impact. Just try it. In the episode where I talked about touch with Francesca, we covered different ways of touching. You can feel what is your go-to touch. Is it very sensual and slow? Or is it hovering, not even touching, feeling the energy? Or is it scratching? and Or having even more pressure deeply, deeply into the muscles? It varies as well from day to day. One day you might be into sensual scratchy touch and another time just teasing yourself or your partner with just feather-like touch. So I would really invite you to know how you like to be touched and communicate that to your partners or lovers because that can be actually in the end a deal breaker. That slow foreplay a man mentioned in his answer is very tantric and has the same deeply satisfying and nourishing effect that can be such a turn-on. Exploring your and all your partner's body as if there's all the time in the world is in fact an act of love itself, an act of respect and honouring, which is so sacred. It's listening through touch and with all your senses, making you ever so present and ever so alive and ever so sexy. Who wouldn't want that, I say? And remember, you can have a long foreplay with yourself too. Put some music on, set a scene, maybe some sensual, um, uh, something sensual to taste, like, I don't know, strawberries or, or really nice ooh, chocolate, you know, like dark chocolate, really good quality. And some lovely organic oil, unscented, if in contact with your genitals, please. And, and just get to explore. Avoiding the temptation to go for your usual neuronal highway to peak experience or an orgasm. Just stay curious, explore. One answer was about observing a woman's body. I don't know if this is a particular body or generally, so that wherever you see a woman, you take pleasure in seeing their body. Okay. I know this can sound sexist, especially when it came from a man. And make a woman's body yet again an object of desire. And quite rightly so, it must be called out because of the history of misogynism and objectification. Let's be clear, there's no space in any society to feel sexual entitlement over somebody else's body. No space for hatred against women or other genders for that matter. No dominance over others. Regardless of what they're wearing, you don't have an entitlement to take advantage, to coerce, to coax for your own sexual gratification. It's important to understand, and this is, this is something I really wanted to get. If, you know, trauma, you know, and how it plays in especially a female's body, other traumatized bodies as well, obviously. 
So if there is trauma in their past, and most of us have, let's be clear, and they they weren't able to finish the trauma cycle or the stress cycle by escaping or fighting, you know, the fight flight, or even freezing, which is very common, especially in, in uh, rape cases, they are prone to pleasing. And actually, it's called fawning. It's the fourth F of trauma and stress cycle. And this is quite a quite new thing that has been added to the fight flight, which usually is a quite male response. And freezing and fawning are quite female responses. Um, I'm really doing big, uh, you know, stroke brushes here, you know, stereotyping here. But um, but that's that's the kind of sense of it. And I feel it is then your responsibility to get the consent before even arousal, before the turn on happens, because otherwise it can be just fawning and pleasing in order to safeguard themselves. And surely that would not be what you want, making them to fake. All right. I hope that that got got home. But having said all that, there is a way, a respectful way, to observe a woman's body without harm, entitlement, dominance, or hatred. And that's called a tantric way. So what do I mean by that? Tantra, te- you know, tantra teaches that all is one and everything is energy. There is consciousness in everything and everything is divine. When you admire a woman's body, you celebrate the beauty of all women in her. You honor, in fact, the goddess in her. And there is nothing wrong with that. It's actually very, very beautiful. And that's why there is also no need for jealousy. Celebration in observation is nothing to do with an act. You don't need to act upon it. And the intention of your observation is the key if it's really to honor and celebrate the beauty. And uh, I think this is one of the most profound teachings of Tantra that could help so many relationships to grow and flourish if it was truly embodied in the world. In celebration, there is no aggression, no need for dominance, oppression, jealousy or ownership. And one of the answers uh, was massage, and the, uh, the the last one was specifically breast massage. I'm so impressed with the latter. This is one of the most important tantric practices, mainly for women, but I have also guided it through with a person with male genitalia, and that was really transformative and one of the most beautiful processes I've witnessed and, and for them too, really life-changing. So in the pleasure quest, I will be covering breast massage in great detail because breasts are a complex issue for many women and because they are also a portal to love and connection and connection especially to vagina and the kundalini energy that lies latent in the cervix in most people. And do you know what is the equivalent uh, in male bodies to breasts in this, this kind of way, looking at the kundalini and the, the portal of love and connection? It's testicles, your balls. I mean, how many, hand on heart, do you have a relation? How many of you men have a relationship with your balls? Some of you might do, but most don't. 
And yet they are your portal to Kundalini energy that in male bodies lies in your perineum, that muscle between your anus and cock. In the male pleasure quest, I will be teaching a process that involves testicle massage. So do sign up for the waiting list if you feel called to. And finally, greetings to Australia. To you who said that your secret pleasure is to see my face. (laughs) That truly made my day. And yes, I'm also a human and one of my weaknesses is flattery. This is Anne Blunt, your tantric sex and relationship coach and the host of this open and honest, explicit podcast called Tantric Sex for Lovers and Others. Do join the Pleasure Quest waiting list and see you on Path to Pleasure.